God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. In school, you can earn an A from doing your schoolwork well. At work, you can earn a paycheck by doing your job. If you do your job well, you can earn a raise. But when it comes to receiving a gift, it's not about earning them. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians still think they need to earn the gifts of God. They believe they must work to become good enough to receive. If you believe that salvation is by grace, then it is indeed not of yourselves. It is a gift by the grace of God. So what are you doing with that gift? The challenge I want to discuss today is that we need to stop trying to earn the blessings we already have because of Jesus and learn them. He earned them for us. It's like he did the work and we get the paycheck. So if you need some help learning instead of earning, give a listen. Religion keeps us in the Old Testament mindset of earning a relationship with God through sacrifices. We need to come into the New Testament mindset of learning the blessings we were given by God through the sacrifice of Christ. We need to change our mindset to one of learning, not earning. What can I do that he hasn't already done? What would make me good enough with him to be one? What work can I do that salvation I might earn? The answers to these questions from religion I won't learn. Jesus is my Savior, and his all to me he gave. No longer to unworthiness will I be a slave. Shame won't keep me from living life so free. I am learning the truth, and with it I now agree. I've heard of his promises and God's faithfulness to bless and that by the blood of Jesus I've been given full access. To me so much has been given, I must take time to learn, to walk in the joy and peace that Jesus for me did earn. There is an aspect of the service industry, particularly in restaurants, where a word is used as a gift, but unfortunately it's still earned. It is the practice of what is called tipping or a gratuity. Throughout the world, this practice is wildly different. The problem is this so-called gift is earned by the quality of service. I've actually been to places where the gratuity was mandated on the menu. A gratuity of 18% will be added to the bill. That's not a gratuity. That is a service charge. In the work that I do, assembling playsets for kids, I have received many wonderful tips or gratuities. And as I have seen the smiles on the faces of the kids and the parents, I truly believe these were freely given gifts as a blessing to me. I did the work correctly and in a proper amount of time, but there was no need for a tip. But they still gave me one. That's a true gratuity. There is a verse in the Bible that uses a word that is very similar to gratuity, and it is found in Romans chapter 3, verse 24. 
being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. In the lexicon to define this Greek word Dorian, it uses the word gratuitously. The word gratuitously means without good reason. The word gratuitous is commonly used to define scenes in movies that have violence or sex in them that does not move the plot of the movie forward. These scenes make no sense and are not needed for the overall scope of the movie, but they are there gratuitously. The first time this word Dorian is used is in a familiar verse in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Freely you have received. It says, freely you have received. Get out your Bible and read it for yourself and see that it says, freely you have received. Here it's talking about the power of the Holy Spirit and the ability to do miracles. That ability was given to you freely. You don't have to earn it, but you definitely need to learn it. You need to learn to walk in the Spirit and the power and authority the Spirit gives you. Back to Romans chapter 3, it says, We have been justified gratuitously by the grace of God because of the redemption that is in Christ. The first two and a half chapters of the book of Romans that leads up to this verse paints a very dire picture of both Jew and Gentile that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And yet, at that point, if we accept his invitation, he justifies us without good reason other than it was the good pleasure of his will. But that's a whole nother teaching. You did nothing to earn it. Besides the fact you couldn't earn it anyway. In fact, in chapter 5 of Romans, it says that when we were enemies of God, Christ died for us. Talk about not being worthy. So what are you doing trying to make yourself worthy? What attitude do you have concerning the blessings of God coming to you? You cannot earn your justification, so quit trying to earn it and take time to learn it. To be justified is a judicial act of the judge saying there is no evidence of wrongdoing in your life. The devil accuses you, but God looks at the devil, who is the prosecutor, and says, All I see is the righteousness of Jesus on this person. He is therefore acquitted of all wrongdoing. I declare them to be righteous by the blood of Jesus. They are redeemed and free to go. Yay, God! We need to learn what Jesus earned for us. We need to grow into this understanding of how good God and his Son have been to us. There is a parable in Matthew 13 that will give us some understanding. Matthew 13, verses 31 and 32. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Within a seed is everything needed for it 
to develop into its fullness. All the potential that that seed can become lies within it. The seed is perfect within itself. God created within it the power to grow and become its full potential. It will grow and become the tree of its design. God has placed his design in us. It is the image of Christ that we are designed to become. What we need to do is take the time to learn to grow up into Christ. We did not earn the seed. It was given as a gift. Let's learn about the seed. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Though you were born of this world in the flesh, you are no longer of this world. You are born again, or more literally, you were born from above, with incorruptible seed by the word of God. You now have a spiritual life within you, and the potential of your life goes far beyond this world. The seed that is within you has a name, Jesus, who is Christ. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ lives within you. And as it says in 1 John chapter 4 verse 17, as he is, so are we in this world. We are fully united with Christ, and he lives within us. He is the seed, he is the potential, and we can grow up into him. You didn't earn it, but I'll ask you again, have you learned this and act like it? Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. But ye have not so learned Christ, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. How have you learned Christ? Have you learned all that he gave to you freely? Jesus instructed all those that were burdened and heavy laden to come to him so that they could find rest. The way that is accomplished is revealed in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Jesus instructs us, he is teaching us, to take his yoke upon us and learn of or from him. And he's not a mean teacher. No rulers across the knuckles from him. He says he is meek and lowly in heart, and that working alongside him and learning from him will bring rest to our souls. Jesus freely gave his life for us so that we could be reconciled to the Father. He ever lives to make intercession for us, to remind the Father of the righteousness with which we are clothed in because of him. Have you learned that he made you righteous? Adam made us sinners. Jesus made us righteous. You cannot earn your righteousness, but you need to learn what Jesus did to make you righteous. He gave his sinless blood and hung on the cross in your place. What is left for you to do is to say thank you and live your life accordingly. Unfortunately, 
living our lives according to the scriptures, has been exalted above what Jesus accomplished for us on the cross. By his shed blood, we were justified and made righteous. We were redeemed and reconciled and given his peace. We were also sanctified. Listen to what it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. So here's one thing that Jesus accomplished for us by his one-time offering. It says he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. In the Greek, the word sanctified is written in the present tense passive voice. That means the action is current and has happened to us. We were sanctified by Christ. The word perfected is written in the perfect tense, active voice, meaning that it is a one-time action in the past, not needed to be repeated. By Christ's offering, you were made complete or perfect. Your completeness is a result of his activity, not yours. And your spiritual sanctification was also accomplished by his work, not yours. Unfortunately, religion has crept in and exalted our personal sanctification process and exalted it to the point that so many people feel shame and condemnation because they don't feel perfect. They know they're not perfect in the flesh, so they deny the work of Christ and try to earn instead of learn and then live what he has given freely. Our walk is is about coming into alignment with what Jesus accomplished for us. We do not make ourselves worthy. We do not make ourselves righteous. We do not redeem ourselves. We do not justify ourselves. And we didn't reconcile ourselves to God by our sinful blood. Coming to the realization that it is about the work of Jesus and not our work breaks the bondage of religion. Religion is all about man's works. Christianity is about Jesus. It's about what he did for us. It's supposed to be good news. Continuing to live under an Old Testament mentality of uncleanness and separation will not bring forth spiritual fruit. We will ever be in the bondage of shame and condemnation because we cannot be good enough or faithful enough to accomplish all the work of the law. That's why God sent Jesus to be our sacrifice and to give us all of his blessings. It's time to stop trying to earn them. It's time to learn them. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Salvation is a gift. The indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit is a gift. Righteousness is a gift. You do not earn gifts. 
but you do need to learn what to do with these gifts. Sometimes we get a gift, and on the side of the box it says, Some assembly required. In Philippians, it says we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. It says work out, not work to earn. This is the part of learning how to apply the gift of salvation in our lives. There are too many promises connected with salvation to begin to enumerate them here. It's your job to read the New Testament and find out all that came with the gift of salvation. Two promises that came with our salvation are also mentioned here as gifts, the gift of the Holy Spirit and the gift of righteousness. Do you walk in the power that the Holy Spirit gives to you? Have you learned to walk in the nine gifts or manifestations of the Spirit? Do you recognize yourself as being righteous because that's what Jesus made you? It's time now to learn all that you have been given by Christ that he earned for you on the cross. It's like a treasure hunt, but the treasure is already in you, and you are rich. Have fun spending his riches.